cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And this week, we're covering weird Hollywood youth. Oh. Yes. Are you familiar? Wait, is that what it's called? That is what it's called. I'm not familiar, but I'm so down. Great. Mondo, familiar? Uh, yeah, it's my life. Uh, <laughs> weird Hollywood You might youth. actually be familiar with it. Wait till we get into it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I would be... Not surprised if we know somebody that's that's in it. So as we mentioned a couple weeks ago now on uh, the episode with Just Mondo and I, the way we found out about this cult is that somebody came up to me after a comedy show and told me about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll go more into her story kind of as we go through. Um, but because this cult relies heavily on a substance that we've covered in many, many other cults, I feel like it's high time that we did a little bit of a deep dive into LSD. I like that high so timeline. That was good joke. That was good. Thank you. So we're all going to do LSD. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and... <laughs> Especially not after I did research. I was oh. just like, oh, I'm never putting this in my body. <laughs> um, so let's start out with LSD. What is LSD? It's like surgic acid, acid diethylamide, LSD, also known as acid, um, also known for its psychological effects, which may include altered awareness, along with feelings, sensations, and images that seem real, though they are not. Uh, hallucinations are common, obviously. We mm -hmm. all know this. Uh, it tends to be used recreationally. <laughs> it tends to be used recreationally or spiritually, and it's a cult favorite that we have covered many times before. Just to jog your memory, uh, The Source, The Family, Satya Sai Baba, Sinanon, Signs of Identity Fellowship, Thelema, The Manson Family all had LSD as a contributing factor. Yay! So, it typically comes in tab form, either swallowed or held under the tongue. Other methods include blotter paper, sugar cubes, or gelatin. So you can take like an LSD jello shot. That's fun. In I usually take LSD body shots. Um, <laughs> Off yeah. who, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, I'll be our resident LSD expert. I, I was kind of excited. I was like, we'll get to compare notes. This will be good. Oh, great. Uh, in rare instances, it can be injected as a liquid or used with an eyedropper. 
That sounds extra dangerous. To spike punch or take orally. Oh, I was thinking like literally put it in your eye. Oh, I'm sure you could. Although I don't know how safe that would be. Oh, yeah, because it's really safe to begin with. I mean, it's not safe to begin (laughs) with. Uh, it's a schedule three narcotic uh, it has a bi- biological half-life of 3.6 hours and the effects of the drug can typically be felt per- for eight to 12 hours although we'll go into a little more of that in a sec uh, it's usually excreted through the renal gland so typically you pee it out mm. when you're done with it um it's not typically addictive however it has been known to cause long-term psychiatric reactions such as anxiety paranoia and delusions that can extend long past the initial doses um often people suffering these long-term effects are referred to as permafried yeah uh the technical term for that though is hallucinogen persisting perception disorder which can cause sufferers to see tracers after images and mild imaginary light shows but the most common persisting symptom is anxiety have you ever experienced this um no. Oh, okay, hold on. A couple <laughs> things. One, did you say that it's a Schedule 3 narcotic? It's a Schedule 3. Yeah, so uh, I think Marie is actually our uh, in-house uh, knowledgeable. I didn't say I was. I don't do <laughs> legal anything. No, it's, it's, you, you have to be caught with it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty fucking good at it. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Secondly, I'm glad it's not actually called permafried because that just sounds delicious. Thirdly... Right? Uh, I haven't had any, what I think is referred to as flashbacks. Yeah. I haven't had anything. I know somebody that's a good friend of mine, um, that did, has done a substantial amount of acid. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not a, he's not a comic or anyone. He just is a person who enjoys acid. I know Uh, a couple people who have acid flashbacks. I have a teacher. I had a teacher in high school that did. One one of I, Jake took acid as a teenager. Yeah, and and would and not often either, and not a lot of it. Yeah, and would still say every once in a while when something weird happens, he'll be like, "That actually happened, right? I did not have an." I'm like, "No, that that really happened." Yeah, sometimes yeah. it is weird. Um, but I mean, my friend, my friend does did a pretty substantial amount. Yeah. Um, and he injured his back. Really oh bad, shit! Which is what releases it because it kind of yeah. builds up in the spinal column, and so once you have back injuries, you can like in particular breaking your back, hurting a vertebrae, doing anything like that, you can release it. So then you're in an immense amount of pain, might be going into shock, and then also having an acid flashback, Oof, which sounds that sounds intense. like hell. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of of things that it can actually trigger. Remember that rapper. Yeah. Was it LSD that he did when he was, like, scooping his eyeballs out in the hotel room? No, the guy that was, like, an ancillary member of Wu-Tang. I think it was Wu-Tang, but there was also one. No, I think he was on Spice. Oh, and that shit will mess either Spice or Flocka. Much like, much like the Wu Tang themselves, Spice ain't nothing to fuck with. No, Spice ain't nothing to fuck with. I know, and Uh, it is definitely not for the kids. Unlike Wu Tang, which is for the children. For the children. (laughs) Uh, Part of the reason that uh, this happens, the reason people have occasional flashbacks, or the reason that trips can extend longer than anticipated. is that LSD doesn't only take effect when it's in your bloodstream. So LSD can actually settle in your serotonin receptors in a part of the brain called the clostrum, which makes it extra likely for users that may have conditions that affect their levels of serotonin, such as such as depression, anxiety, or schizophrenia, to have adverse effects. 
So for people who have a genetic predisposition to schizophrenia, acid can speed up the process. That's awful. So a bad LSD trip can actually trigger someone's first schizophrenic episode or trigger a new schizophrenic episode if they are primed for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stored away from light at low temperatures, the drug can last for many many years yeah uh in its purest form it's odorless and clear or white in color uh as little as 20 to 30 micrograms can produce an effect uh this is often referred to as microdosing um the thing about microdosing and that's what a lot of people are studying now is just as large doses can trigger psychotic episodes smaller doses can actually help serotonin receptors normalize yes so a typical dose is about 100 milligrams uh, or micrograms i'm sorry about 100 micrograms and 20 to 30 micrograms is what you'd be taking microdosing so about a third of a normal dose okay typically not enough to make you trip balls but it could be enough to like say pull somebody out of a depressive episode okay or something like that so that's kind of what they're studying now overseas to see if it could be beneficial beneficial in the future it's actually not the first time that LSD has been on the open market to treat other illnesses. Right. So LSD was first developed by chemist Albert Hoffman in 1938 from ergotamine, a derivative of the fungus ergot. Hmm. Yeah. It was named for the acronym of his compound along with a sequential number. So its official name is LSD-25. Uh, he discovered its psychedelic properties in 1943 after testing it on himself. That's how you do it. This is bike day, right? <laughs> huh? Bike day? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Yeah. 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 As, the, uh, as the story goes, he uh, took um, what would be a substantial amount, uh, the equivalent in today's term of like um, way too fucking much acid. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he decided he was going to ride his bike yes. home. Uh, which was like a good ride too, like a yeah, couple miles. Yeah, a couple miles. So he started peaking and tripping fucking balls, and he is the first person to ever trip on acid. Yeah. So, so like no now, one knew what was happening to yeah. him around him. Now, if you were if you were dosed with acid, there might be a chance that you could recognize the side effects and be able to go like, oh, this is something that is I'm aware of. This is fucking brand new to the world, and yeah. he's tripping on like pure acid, pure like the purest form of acid and way too much of it. Yeah. yeah. So he he it kicked in on his bike ride home and he started freaking out thinking witches were chasing him. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. Uh, and it's now referred to as Bike Day, which is like the oh. 420 but for LSD. I had that no idea that existed. Yeah. It's just a cool little fun fact. Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah. yeah. So he owned the patent for it for a while. Mm-hmm. It was briefly introduced in very small doses, much like microdosing that we're studying today. As a commercial medication called Delicid, 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 Delicious, Delicious, D E L Y S I D in 1947. So, in the 1950s, officials at the CIA thought the drug might be useful for mind control and chemical warfare. You know how we love to play with that shit. Yes. Uh, they began researching it under the code name Project MK Ultra, and they began testing it on young servicemen and students and others without their knowledge. So that's like putting not cool. it yeah. regularly a story that I've heard of that apparently there's records on. Again, this is they're public. Don't, they're, yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. released in 1975. This I might be paraphrasing here, but uh, what they used to do is they used to put it in coffee. Yeah. Of like random yep. CIA employees 
And sometimes these people would lose their mind forever. Yes, because they there was no regulation on how strong they were making it. Yeah. They weren't. They didn't know how to synthesize it yet. So they would routinely. It's actually that was the next thing in my notes. Is they so no no they'd routinely drug people in the CIA office and simply watch what happened and take notes. Well, yeah. I would like to note quickly that. I made Mondo and I a cup of coffee. <laughs> you did not see what I put in there. there so you go. we'll see how you're feeling at the end of this episode. Yeah, this will forever be known as Coffee Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is another rumor. I've never been able to substantiate it, but I've heard it multiple Tell times. Tell it. Those are the best kinds of rumors. Best kinds of rumors. <laughs> uh, there's a rumor that they dropped it into the water supply of a small town. Yeah, in, I've I heard believe, that. Iowa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Just to see what would happen. Is there any? Were there any events that would have been prompted by LSD or anything? Everyone that... has, from what I've heard, their own story of it yeah. about the town that went crazy. Yeah, we should do That's perhaps cool. a mini episode about like the stories. Made. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah, but mm-hmm. because LSD has as it has a crazy history. Yeah, with it, it and cults go just uh, hand, hand in, in hand. hand. It yeah. goes LSD in jean jacket. You know, yeah. just right together. Right together. Yeah. Um, they tested on men, women, and children, mm-hmm. occasionally in sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, God. Which, if you remember, in when we talked about the family in Australia, that's mm-hmm. what she would do, is yeah. dose kids with LSD and put them in a dark room. Yep. So the There's r- actually a story about one of the kids that they did it to um, escaping and finding a group of young boys God in damn the it. 80s. That is like four points down. <laughs> Anyway, it's called Stranger Things. It's <laughs> on Netflix. I was just gonna, yeah. God damn it! I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm not gonna talk. <laughs> so the reason they would put people in sensory deprivation tanks, the goal was to allegedly fracture a person's personality to create what we would now call a Manchurian candidate. Okay. So where you've got a person who can function normally out in the world, but there's a second level to their personality that could be just a cold-blooded killer. Yeah. So tons of conspiracy theories revolve around MK Ultra and also Project Montauk on which Stranger Things is based. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> I'll just leave yours in. It's fine. Oh, goddammit. it. Uh, partial files of these experiments were released in 1975's Rockefeller Commission Report, which detailed a number of abuses at the hands of the CIA. Um, allegedly, the last FDA trial ended in 1980. Um Though some people doubt that. Interesting. Um, In 1963, the commercial patents for LSD expired, and multiple chemists were able to synthesize batches of LSD at the time. One of the most famous was Timothy Leary. So he was a researcher at Harvard. Uh, Dr. Leary participated in the Concord Prison Experiment, in which 32 inmates were given cyclocybin. Okay. Mm. So cyclocybin is a drug that's synthesized from psilocybin mushrooms uh, in an attempt to reduce recidivism rates in prisoners. So it produces similar altered mental states to LSD, mescaline, and DMT. So I don't know if you've ever seen anybody on DMT. I watch a lot of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia because I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. Um, DAT ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah. I'll, Holy shit. I'll just go on the record as saying uh, with... Probably no personal experience, I can tell you. That probably. DM, that DMT is really intense and probably not something people should, should no, just get into. Yeah. What is it? Is it like LSD? But- it's way stronger. Oh, really? I'm God. not even sure exactly what it is. Essentially, you smoke it. It's the bark of a tree that they then essentially 
reduced down into like a powder that they then synthesize into another compound. Like yeah. oh my God. if you have a chance to watch, if you have Vice, yes. the channel Vice, uh, I highly recommend the Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia episode on DMT. Okay. Um, it's one of the few that he doesn't take in the episode. Oh, wow. Because typically uh, on the show, he'll take whatever people have. Like there was one on peyote. Mm-hmm. And if you have the chance to watch the peyote episode, highly recommend it because he ends up taking peyote with a guy who's just like, like evangelizing for peyote. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's got like a guitar just singing songs about peyote. And he's just like, man, I used to be addicted to drugs and now I'm not because of peyote. And okay. I was like, no, I think you're just addicted to peyote yeah. now. Anyway, the DMT one is is pretty crazy and the high for dmt lasts a maximum of like 10 to 20 minutes but it's just the most intense 10 but to 20 it is minutes. the most intense it's like the whip it version of lsd yes oh, okay yeah yeah because yeah. it's it's like it starts and ends immediately quickly they go through a bunch of paintings by people who've been on dmt it is fucked up like it's one of those things where I was like, I never want to open that section of my brain. Oh, no, I want to. I want to see that. I, it's I think it's fascinating to watch other people on it. Yeah, yeah, I would never. I never could. I mean, I really didn't do anything because nothing. I've always serious, told no. no. Like I smoked, you know, some weed, but nothing. Oh. No, that was it. Because I was always like, if I'm the person. I'm the type of person that does coke once and dies. I'm the type of person <laughs> that takes ecstasy. That's what they call it in my day. Yeah. Uh, Molly now for all those you separate, whipper are, snappers. Those are separate drugs. Oh, well, I'm not cool enough to know that. <laughs> so take that. Your heart explodes. You die. Like the whole like. Uh, remember those stories you'd hear where like the kid took it once. Their insides cooked to 125 <laughs> degrees and they like boiled their insides and died. Crocodile. Oh, yeah. Crocodile. The- Crocodile. That stuff is crazy. Yeah. Oh. Alligator. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but the hallucinogenics, I could, I was like, I will see something. I'm too anxious of a person. I will see something and like kill myself on accident because I'm so scared. See, my fear wasn't that I'd kill myself on accident. My fear is that I'll never come back. That too. That I will not come back the same way. That it is life altering and that I will do it once and that I will never come back the same person. I think it is because it was for me, but it wasn't as intense. Yeah. It was just like when I was, uh, while I was tripping, I made some self-realizations like the fact that I found out the person that made me want to join comedy just by a huge coincidence was turned out to be the dude that I was tripping with acid with. Yeah. It was just this huge coincidence where uh, I had seen his set later. He was showing me a set that he said really changed his life. I remember that set as the night before I started comedy. It was just a really cool thing, but it made me realize that all of my heroes are also people that are in the same position. So you can't be, uh, it was basically just this realization of like you can't be envious of what other people have when they're ahead of you because those people also had to work for what they have. So it was just small things where like I learned to be more optimistic. And you guys know me, I'm very angry yeah. all the time. <laughs> so after that I realized I have to work on optimism. So it was a good change because right. I had a good trip, but uh I mean I've had I like 
I have friends who've done acid and then come back being like, I don't trust the banks. Yeah. So. No, see, that's what I'm worried about. That, like, I'm worried that I'll go under and then be like, I'll come back and I'm like, there's a giant vagina in the sky and none of us can see it and it's going to control us all and there's aliens. See, okay, but you're making fun of the giant vagina? Disprove it. <laughs> Disprove sky pussy. Um, so... Timothy Leary was testing these kinds of drugs on prisoners to see if it would essentially adapt their antisocial personalities. Okay. Um, so he and his colleague were outspoken advocates of recreational LSD. Um, they advocated for its therapeutic benefits under controlled conditions, which is kind of what we see now with microdosing. But at the time, they had no way to... Like, they didn't know what doses they were giving people. They didn't know what mix they were giving people. Like, it was not regulated. That's so People scary. regularly got fried. It was, like, not good. That's so um, scary. His colleague was actually fired from Harvard for giving uh, Silas Sipin to an undergrad. Uh, his colleague, we now know him as Ram Das. Oh. Yeah, who was in our Satya Sai Baba episode, right. I think, briefly. And is still around today. Um as he's kind of well known as a philosopher mm-hmm. these days. I mean, I would say that I'm not a hundred percent I'm not a hundred percent against the study of I think microdosing could be useful. I understand sure. why it would work. I get the principle um, behind it. Scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Please be a don't candidate. ever give it to me. No, yeah. I'm not gonna sign up for the trial, but Yeah, no this, thank you. you know. The subsequent recreational use in the sixties is what resulted in LSD's ultimate prohibition. Possession was made illegal in the U.S. in 1968, and last, as I said, FDA study ended in 1980, although studies have continued overseas, um, most recently with microdosing and schizophrenia is the most current study. So This is, this is like a small side note, but yeah. I found out, just as like a quick little fun fact, do you know where a majority of the study on marijuana and its health effects come from? No. Uh, Jerusalem. That doesn't surprise me. The Middle East is supposedly where the best weed is grown. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I learned this from a movie. Like, do you remember that? I think it's called Savages with Blake Lively and Aaron Johnson oh. and somebody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, no, we've got sweet bud from Afghanistan. And yeah. I was like, I didn't even know they grew weed in Afghanistan. Afghan Afghan Kush. Kush. Yeah. There you go. See, I am cool. <laughs> I was unaware. Yeah. I was unaware. The two cool tattoo having kids. I have a tattoo a as well. What are you talking about? Yeah, but we got. Yes, sure. You guys, have, you guys have got yeah. some legit ones. Bam. Um, <laughs> so what does all this have to do with today's cult? Uh, we're talking about weird Hollywood youth. So let's talk about the leader. So, Weird Hollywood Youth is the brainchild of a man named Sean Davi, but he prefers to go by Cosmo. Oh. Of course he does. Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> uh, according to his IMDb page, he has yes. a few direct-to-DVD releases. <laughs> uh, the first one is called, or the most recent one, I should say, is called April Fools. I tried to find a trailer, but a movie of the similar name came out at the same time. <laughs> Oh. Uh, then before that, he was in The Butcher, starring Eric Roberts and a ton of other people. Uh, but it was only distributed in Norway. He played the flashback version of one of the characters. Okay. Uh, he was in a movie called The Infant, where he played a panhandler. Nice. And then he was in a movie called Moses: Colon Fallen. Period. In the City of Angels. 
period. <laughs> Moses colon, fallen in the city of angels. In the city of angels. Um, okay. The only thing I was able colon to f- the movie. The movie. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was able to find of it was uh, the opening scene, which was like a lot of. <laughs> like stock war footage and like badly filmed sections to go in it and it's just all subtitled with like real hilariously bad fake al-qaeda noises that are supposed (laughs) to be whatever's being said in the subtitles but it's all the it's it's like if somebody wanted to make a real racist mockery of al-qaeda and then it was a lot of like a la 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 that's not this is bad for our listeners that was confusing but i had the subtitles and they were saying this is offensive and then marie said i agree i agree as well yeah super offensive um and it's got horrible dialogue uh it's all like, over here. They're over here. We're going to shoot the infidels. Get the Jews is one of the... It's oh, no. hysterically bad. Uh, he's credited as thug oh. in that film. <laughs> oh, I see we've played some similar roles. <laughs> um, he was in a movie called Hitters, which I was not able to find. And he was allegedly in a Visa commercial that I could not find for the life of me. I looked everywhere for it so if you remember from the episode a couple weeks ago where i talked about how we found out about this cult a girl came up to me after a comedy show and told me she had known him previously so here are the facts i had well fact facts in quotation marks uh from the girl who used to know him these are the things she told me roughly in the order she told them to me uh, number one, he has a cockroach tattoo on his hand and a tattoo of the Nabisco logo on the back of his head. <laughs> what? When questioned about the Nabisco logo, he claims it was not the Nabisco logo <laughs> and it was not a tattoo, but rather it was a mark there placed by aliens. What? <laughs> Okay, so he has a delicious snack company on the back of his <laughs> yeah. head. Yeah, and his head is pretty, like, I found a few pictures. His head is pretty much shaved. And I was trying to think of that. I was like, how would you get the Nabisco logo and not know it was fucking Nabisco? Because I'm pretty sure the logo says Nabisco. I was going to say, isn't it? I'm going to pull it up because I yeah. thought that it was just... I'm really glad that he changed his name because I... Yeah, it's like, like a triangle. Yeah, it's a triangle that says yeah. Nabisco. So I think what it is is the circle with the lines above it, and that's the tattoo he has. Because that could be alieny. It is, but it's definitely also Nabisco. Right, it's for sure a delicious snack company. <laughs> Correct. Okay. It was actually a sign placed there by the mighty god Oreo. <laughs> Oreo. That could also be a, a god. Mm, yes. I mean, it sounds, you know... It was the mighty god Chips Ahoy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Cheeks Ahoy. Uh, most gods are, you know, singular. They specialize but, in cookies and crackers. Yeah. But our god Oreo, he be double stuffed. <laughs> oh! Yay. Ritz crackers, Teddy oh, Grahams, Triscuits, yes. Wheat Thins, Chips Ahoy. Oh, I fucking love Belveda, Wheat Thins. And of course... Oreos. Dude, Nabisco's on the level. I'm telling level. you, fucking... delicious snacks. I'm starting you... to see why he got a tattooed on there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, I mean, there's no debating whether or not D- Nabisco is tattoo worthy. They definitely are, but. Oh, yeah. It's... Yay. Yay. Uh, 
According to this girl, uh, he lost many of his teeth to drug use and replaced them with turquoise. Why? What? Stones. Like oh. oh, like turquoise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, like, like the color. Like like if this was Drag Race, it would be turquoise. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, he leaves stickers all over Los Angeles with the phrase, want some LSD? Call Cosmo, featuring his actual phone number. Oh, wow. And he oh. takes young people. Most of what I found was like 18 to 24. They all seem to be of age, though. I didn't find any. Well, good for him. He has more. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem to be an issue as far as what I could find. If you are underage and have been out to the desert with Cosmo, hit me up. Uh, he takes them out to the desert, gets them fucking blitzed, blitzed on acid, and then he preaches to them. <laughs> We might be going two for two on cults that I agree <laughs> that, with. That you want to join? Uh, so he also allegedly lives in a nice house out in Palm Desert because, and again, this is alleged, our opinions, his father was allegedly the opera singing villain in The Goonies. Oh my what? God. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> This is so stressful. Yo, that's, also, that's, my, that's near my home. That's near my hometown. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in Palm Springs tomorrow, so we can <laughs> get an check address this on this. I do have an address on this. Do you? Oh, word. Girl, you, th- you think I don't have background checking No, I software? know that you do way more research than me, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. So, uh, so here's the thing. First of all, even if it is his dad... Uh, he's not involved. The dad's not involved with the like, cult at all. I want none of this. It's just I a want weird. No part of this. <laughs> it's a weird aside to this guy's piece story. Of shit kid. <laughs> so uh, let me get into what I was able to track down. Okay. So for this one, because there's not a lot of information, they're not. They haven't been around a long time. Um, I wanted to find stuff that I could track down using what they have posted on the internet. Okay. So here's what I was able. To kind of solidify and track down using mostly their Instagram, their Facebook, their Etsy store. Their Etsy store? Do they sell LSD? Uh, I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah. Did you say their Instagram? Uh, I did. It's, oh, boy. Yeah. Their Instagram, their Facebook. Um, they have a Tumblr as well. The two that had the most information on it was Instagram and Facebook. And then obviously his IMDb page as well. What's his Instagram? At Weird Hollywood Youth. Oh, Cool. No, they nailed all the social media for it. And I'm about to run you through a lot of shit on that Instagram. Okay. So buckle all the right. fuck up. We're good. So they use the Instagram. A lot of the people oh. in this organization will post art pieces based on it. And it all centers around the concept of why. W-H-Y, yes. weird Hollywood youth. So whenever he does sermons and stuff, he refers to them as crossing wires. W-H-Y apostrophe yeah. R. Okay. Um, it's a big thing with him. We'll get into it a little bit further. But here's what I was able to track down via their various social media accounts. I did find photos of the cockroach tattoo. But not of the Nabisco one. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I did find many photos of his face, but not really any of him smiling. So turquoise teeth still juries out on that one. Boo. Um, What I could find is that he... ducks? That I don't know. There's a couple things in here that is like... There's tons of references to it, and I have no fucking idea what it is. There's a lot of ducks and on And looked Instagram. for days and couldn't find shit. <laughs> so he's approximately 37 years old. He's moved around a lot. 
Um, when do you stop being weird Hollywood youth? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, uh, the people, the followers are youth. Yeah, I, I see. They're all young. Definitely. He is probably easy one, easily one of the oldest people in the group. This is why I don't want to raise kids in L.A. Yeah, I feel you. Um, his dad has the same name as the guy who was in the Goonies, but I cannot verify that it is the same dude. Or at least I choose not to for legal reasons. Right, right. So we don't know what his dad does. Um, his arrest record only lists traffic or misdemeanor infractions. Okay. So he's never been arrested for drugs or anything. Yeah, but who is anymore? So uh, as for the cult Thousands itself, of Americans who need to be yeah, free. People who ain't white is what it is. This Take dude is, a stand. This dude Take is white and there have been plenty of opportunities to arrest him and it has not happened. Um, so... As for things we know about the cult, there is a Call Cosmo sticker on Fairfax and Melrose. What? And there are others That's as well. That's of course they're on Fairfax and yes. Melrose. Yeah, of course there is. So there's a ton of others as well, but their locations aren't well documented. According to many people on the internet, if you call the number, and I do have the number if you guys want to call it, I don't recommend that we do it on the recording. Uh, we can No, but we can block our number and do it too. We can. Let me give you a, an idea of what happens if you do. Okay. If you call the number, it directs you to a voicemail that then directs you to follow the Instagram or the Facebook page. Oh, well, uh, we're already doing yeah. that. <laughs> um, there are some alternate ones. Like, so he's got some stickers that just say one LSD call Cosmo. And then there are other stickers, some of which have their logo, which is like W-H-Y with a giant eyeball. Mm-hmm. So according to the girl that I met who told me about this. The eyeball is because one time he was dicking around. That's oh, wow. that's the logo. He was dicking around up on like a billboard and then fell down and his eyeball was hanging out. Ah! And I was like, does he have a glass eye? And she was just like, no. And I was like, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm, he's lying. I'm pretty sure your eye doesn't survive that. Uh, anyway, so that's why it's an eyeball. Um, I think it does. Dog's eyes pop out. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. There's that lady. Uh... Oh, that's true. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if like what, if it's hanging. I mean, you have to it, have one this hell one of an ocular was surgeon. Like hanging, or yeah. If there's anyone in our audience that's an optometrist that can fill us in yeah, on that's that, what I mean. let us know. Or uh, anyone or fill in eyes when they pop out because it's creepy and I don't like it's it. It's super so creepy. creepy. Um, so they've got a bunch of alternate stickers. One of them is a picture of Aleister Crowley edited. To have a cat's face, and they call it Alistair Meowly. Isn't that? <laughs> didn't you make that joke? I don't think I did. I thought you did. Maybe? I thought we were talking about cat names that would be like culty, or maybe I dreamt this. You might have dreamt maybe this. this. I don't is remember an acid that flashback. at all. That's like, <laughs> did that really happen? I thought that happened. No, I don't think so. Wait, I did one. It was um. On our episode, I had Scratch Davidians <laughs> as as a cat cult name. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That might be. I don't know. Carry anyway, on. I think I just said Charles Meowson. Yes! yes! Yeah. Charles Meowson and Scratch Davidians. <laughs> okay, that, then I'm not totally making No, you're not up. crazy. Okay. Um, there's one that has a lion on it. I could never, I couldn't figure out why that was a thing. And then there's one that just says, prepare for your death with LSD, Cosmo 1220. I'm good. As if it's a scripture. <laughs> um, so as far as I can tell from the internet, they've been around for about six years. 
That's about as far back as I could find stuff. Okay. Um, but their Facebook page and their Instagram boast nearly twice the amount of followers as this podcast. Um, and I don't feel weird calling them a cult because here are the hashtags they leave on every Instagram post. Are you ready? Hashtag, hashtag we're a cult. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag weird Hollywood youth. Hashtag why. Hashtag psychedelic. Hashtag trippy. Hashtag hallucinate. Hashtag hallucinogen. Hashtag psychedelic community. Hashtag community. Hashtag 420 hashtag lsd hashtag mdma hashtag disney hashtag esoteric hashtag magic hashtag thelema hashtag golden dawn hashtag alistair crowley hashtag magic with a k hashtag meditation hashtag church hashtag regardy hashtag cult hashtag acid cult Hashtag okay. follow for follow. <laughs> right, right, right. Hashtag team follow back. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, as for taking people out to the desert and preaching at them, this seems to be pretty true <laughs> from what I was able to find. Their Instagram lists a number of suggestions that I suspect are their quote unquote commandments, but they don't want to command anyone to do anything. So it's a suggestion, if that makes sense. Yes. I'll read them as follows. We believe that we are the chosen people that love and support our brothers and sisters eternally. We are not drug addicts. Okay. That's number one. Okay. That sounds like the rebuttal to an intervention. We We believe that we help everyone. I ain't no drug addict. Nope. Uh, We welcome our new brothers and sisters with open arms, regardless of age, race, sexual identity, religion, or lack thereof. We step out of ego to offer knowledge, wisdom, and experience. Some of this stuff is not going to sound too bad. It's going to sound very stonery. Yeah. No, yeah, this is anyone who's ever done acid. Correct. Uh, we believe that our past mistakes do not dictate our future, but consciously guide our present. We are on these footprints of enlightenment together. Again, not terrible. I'm like, that That makes sense. That's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, our foundation is based upon the secrecy and trust of our members. This was posted on a public Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the first rule about weird Hollywood public <laughs> Instagram uh, we do not speak of or judge our brothers and sisters and we are sworn to secrecy of our involvements and conversations our meetings are private and only discussed amongst our community our anonymity is our community did I mention he also posts his sermons on Instagram yeah I saw a bunch this of this is that. all on Instagram it's all public it's now private you can look these it up are, as much as you want these are the same people that post that copy paste on Facebook of just like you cannot take my pictures you cannot take my information <laughs> yeah this is right. a legal declaration also here's my titty blurred out by a star yeah, uh, like, yeah. That's, that's what it is don't mm. ever stop doing that anyone <laughs> Uh, We lead by example and recognize our individual faults, challenging ourselves to reach out to our brothers and sisters with love and compassion. That is a sentence. That means nada. It's just a rambling. These are all kind of rambling. They're all kind of rambling with like not a lot of points. They're vague. Yeah. We do not fear death, but welcome it and embrace it as an experience. For we know this transition is necessary and our final lesson on this planet before reaching the Onyx Temple. I don't know what the Onyx Temple is. I have no idea. I don't know why there's ducks all over the Instagram. I looked at all this shit. 
couldn't find a fucking I did background checks on people I couldn't fucking find shit about the Onyx Temple yeah, so the Onyx Temple is a, a place in um, in a Pokemon game where there's just a huge amount of Onyx and uh, wait really is that no, true? no oh. not at all see I was picturing it kind of like the dark carnival of souls for Juggalos <laughs> like like that's their Shangri-La I think is I what think it it's is. just something they think it was like a shared hallucination <laughs> yeah the only thing I can think of is that it's their version of heaven in this mythology yeah that's what it sounds like. Uh, they believe in the spiritual and inter- intellectual properties found in psychedelics and entheogens. And we are able to constructively gain insight and shift our direction to help with the help of these sacraments while at our crossroads. Now, crossroads seems to refer to multiple things. So sometimes they use it to refer to like their meetings or events. Like we meet at the crossroads and this is where we grow as people. Or sometimes it refers to their personal or symbolic crossroads. Are they ever referring to the uh, great Bones and Thugs Harmony song? No. That's what I always That'd think when I hear That'd be way better. Yeah. Um, they, let's see. There's two more. There, we are always able to find something to be grateful for. And finally, we are spiritual deities sharing in this human experience. We are the, we are the designers of the universe and practice all types of magic. They're super into Thelema. Mm-hmm. And... OTO. Yeah. Super into yeah. it. They're basically an offshoot, if hmm. you want to call it that. Um, he's a huge fan of Aleister Crowley. Uh, he publishes his sermons and pamphlets that he calls Crossing Wires and often posts them on Instagram. I'd like to read you one of them. Yes, oh, yeah. please. I mean, now, mind you, it's going to get a little rambly, so I'll try to skip points when I can. Um, but... Hello, my brothers and sisters. My name is Cosmo, and I would like to encourage change. So he starts every sermon that way. Okay. Doesn't matter what it's about. Hello, my brothers and sisters. My name is Cosmo, and I would like to encourage change. I can't, like, you've been on LSD. How much would this harsher bus? Uh, it would a lot, but I get his point because if he doesn't say it, people are still going to call him Sean. I'm not going <laughs> right. to take your points if you're just like, and then my name is Sean. I think a lot of these people don't know that his name is Sean. Oh, okay. Like, the only reason I know is because I was able, like, I I met someone who knew him. Oh. And didn't know him even well, but he would just tell fucking everyone about this cult. Apparently, he was very free with information about this cult. Oh, great. That's to nice. the people around him. The secret cult with secret yeah. information. He's like, I'm going out to the desert to do this thing. Uh, so, hello, hello, brothers and sisters. My name is Cosmo, and I would like to encourage change. Now is the perfect time for us to try a new lifestyle program, and we have found our practices to be beneficial and important to us in our development. Today, we will be experiencing the closest point to our God selves here on Earth, and we will find the portal to this while achieving an orgasm. See, up until the last few sentences, that was just like somebody pitching me the keto diet. Yes, 100%. (laughs) So, our intentions here are to indulge in our most personal, private, and secret fantasies. These fantasies can only be found in our imagination, so once a week... On Thursdays, we will indulge in a solo masturbation without the assistance of any outside stimulants or enhancements such as pornography, cartoons, photographs, books, etc. For they are not needed and cannot be used during this particular magical practice. I feel like he he said pornography 
And then he caught somebody and was like, No, Kyle, hentai counts as porn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. No cartoons. <laughs> I also love that it's like every day on Thursday. Yeah. I know. I like. I was immediately, on Wednesdays we wear pink. Yeah. <laughs> on Thursdays yeah. we masturbate they, without any material. Every sermon is dated for like a day. So what I think he does is they like go out to the desert for like a week or so at a time. And he has different stuff for each day. Is what I can maybe surmise. Do they all masturbate in the same room? That I could not 100% figure out. Because I feel like for a lot of people that are in that, they would probably be like, this is my material. Like, Yes. Everyone masturbating. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I the would one, feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah I know, I, it people, would not be pleasant to no, me at all. That's not anything I want to be part of. But the type of people that want to join an LSD cult where you go out to the desert and like yeah, masturbate. I mean, part, part of the allure is that you're going to go fuck a bunch of people in the desert. Right. right? I feel like they'd be into it. So I don't and think anyone that's there is going to be like... Oh, this is what we're doing? Oh, no, I well, can't. I'm so the girl that told me about this said that there had been some instances of harassment, but I could not find any record of it. Okay. And that was what was frustrating, is I was like, I'm looking for someone to be like, it ruined my life, and I couldn't find anything. Right. It wasn't on Cult Inst- Education Institute at all, which, like, if you know anything about Cult Education Institute, it's yeah. a huge resource. Yeah. Because it's like former cult members sharing their stories but yeah nothing nothing um but this sermon does go on oh good (laughs) the offerings of our flesh and primal desires are the most personal gifts we are able to give so why not truly indulge in this sacrifice happiness and love are awaiting us all but while we are preparing ourselves for these gifts we sometimes must find faith and guidance from within. Our practices are some of the tools we use to listen to God. What? Can't find God if you don't whack it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find God in this tissue. Um, more and more, we are losing the ability to use our own imagination, which in turn blocks us off to the true desires and pleasures of our experience. Being tuned into our personal wants and intentions help us to be in in control of our life rhythm. The fruits of our (laughs) earthly living must be acknowledged, nurtured, plucked, and enjoyed. They exist in order for us to become more familiar with who we are here on this planet. All of the paths of our destiny and individual lessons are waiting to be discovered and cultivate our growth. Any kind of uh, any kind of sex, I'm going to start calling it life rhythm. Life rhythm. That's awesome. Ugh. To begin this spiritual practice, we'll need a safe and private place where we will be absolutely free of interruptions, preferably a sanctuary we've created to experience all our practices. So I'm guessing maybe they're That's in a the group. Oh. Maybe I don't know. Please remove these surroundings of any clutter or distractions and burn a scented candle of your choosing. <laughs> Sorry. Start to prepare your magical imagination with slow, focused breathing to the count of four. In through your nose, out through your mouth. In two, three, four. Oh, yeah, four is so sexy. Now, he repeats breathing exercises in every sermon. He is super into breathing exercises. They are beneficial for reducing anxiety. Agreed. And I think that's probably why he does it, is to calm people down. Yes. Um, But there's one where the whole sermon is about self-acceptance. And he's like, look into the mirror and breathe. Two, three, four. This should take about 15 minutes. You're fully self-accepted. And it cracked me up because I was like, oh, great. Undo a whole lifetime of society. Right. 15 minutes. Once comfortable, present, 
open and willing, we shift the attention to our bodies. With eyes closed, we begin touching any part of ourselves that might arouse our pleasurable senses, excluding our penis and vagina, breast, slash nipples, slash inner thighs, slash butt, slash neck, slash feet, slash mouth, etc. You can't touch those things? I think you can't touch your penis or vagina, but you can touch those other things. Okay, I was like, what's left? Yeah. Cosmo, it really sounds like you want me to just touch my nose. Is that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, embrace, you know right. <laughs> embrace any thoughts. Note that at this point, our imaginations are focused on foreplay. So essentially, he wants people to go out not, and, and masturbate without touching your masturbating parts and achieve orgasm that way on LSD. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that last sentence made it sound a whole lot easier. Right, right. <laughs> um, the best thing I found in everything, all of this research, is their Etsy store. Feel yes, free to yes, pull it up if you right want, now, Going right that. now. So... Here's the crazy thing. So their Etsy store has a bunch of just like t-shirts and shit and it all looks super cool and I wanted to order them for us but I didn't know what address to send it to because I don't want oh, them to have my address. Low blow. No. Low blow with the address. It's not all no. about you, Mondo. She I doesn't do, want us to get I don't want someone showing up at my goddamn door. <laughs> yeah. These people live local. I'm going to create fake information yes. to purchase from them. Can we ship it to a... Um, uh, P.O. Box? P.O. Box? I'm, I don't know. We might be able to. We can I'll try. send it to my address. There you go. Um, no, I don't want to put you at risk. I don't want to put any of us in yeah. a weird... They're going to come and it's just a house filled with Mexicans. Well, here's my favorite part is the girl who knew him bought a uh, sweatshirt and she was like, it's the best sweatshirt I own. It's so comfy. Still smells like cigarettes. Here's, so comfy. <laughs> Here's a here's a weird question that's unrelated to anything. The models that they use are these uh, actual members of the cult? Yes. Okay. So where do they meet up again? In They're the, all really cute in the desert, typically. Uh, Why are you trying to hook up with them models? I wouldn't say hook well, up, like, girl. You know that's going to be a ball of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to end up sitting in the middle of the desert, like massaging your ears, hoping for the best. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> My nose is sexy. Oh. They only have four items in their store. My knees. Nah, bro. They so, got hella items. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, so showing up as four on my That's thing. probably your most popular. So they do update every couple weeks. Here's the cool thing about Etsy. You can show histories of what people sold in the past. So if you pull up their selling history, uh, check what their last few sales were. God damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was busy doing research. <laughs> yeah, okay. Looking at the girls. Yeah. Research, <laughs> Marie. What am I looking at? Their, their sold history. Do you, Are you seeing the pictures of what they've sold in the past? Uh, original Weird Hollywood Youth. Keep what scrolling. Mostly the stickers. Yeah, it looks like mostly stickers. And the couple Cosmo, sweatshirts. All the stuff on their Instagram. Uh, t-shirts. Really provocative model photos. Okay. There's... Patches, stickers. Mostly the like, want to buy some LSD thing. Okay. And Black Alistair Meowley. Any of the rainbow quote unquote blotter art? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen a lot of those. So, that was a sticker. No, that's, no, that's straight LSD. up LSD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's LSD. Oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. That, yeah. Oh, I right. thought it was a sticker. No, no. No, no, no. What no. the fuck? Imperial Disney. Yeah, no clue. Um, the, I mean, How has this not been shut down? Well, the only thing I can think might be happening is this. It They list it as like a special sale for one specific person and don't list it in the store. I'm guessing. I don't know, but I really want one of those tie-dye shirts. They're super cool. I kind of want the hoodie. Right? I know. They have merchandise that promotes other cults. They do, indeed. But, yeah, we need to come up with an address and a name to send it that's not us. But yeah. the fact that they were selling full-blown LSD on Etsy blew my that mind. That blew my mind, too. This is so crazy. All right, so I just ordered about four blotter art sheets. <laughs> um, they were... Were they listed up again? They'll be coming here in a little bit. I also bought some <laughs> vintage Nike swoosh field generators. Ooh. 107 and 80 cents. Yeah. From Sweet By and By. Vintage. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So actual LSD. Wow. So here, I mean, to summarize, to date they haven't been harmful that we know of. There was no record of them like keeping anyone there. But this is it reminded me of like early days of the Manson family where it's like, we're just gonna free love and LSD yeah. and bone it out. And then it just turns into something crazy. Well, yeah, it's not going to stay the way it is. I felt like this was super interesting to cover because it's essentially a cult in its grassroots form. Yeah. This is the early early. days of a cult. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, so if something crazy happens, I'll let you know. Well, it's less grassroots and more like uh, like sugar cube roots. Yeah. Yeah, They don't really do that much weed. I'm sure they also do. Yeah. Hashtag 420 was one of their... Hashtags. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the, like, I mean, dude, don't follow a guy with a Nabisco tattoo into the desert. Or turquoise teeth. Or turquoise teeth. Or that trusts a cockroach on his body ever. Or that's dealing drugs on Etsy. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. The Etsy drug dealer. It's just a lot, a, a lot of... A lot of messiness. You don't even have the street cred of a normal drug dealer. Here's the crazy thing. From what I can tell, this dude is just a super successful LSD dealer. That's probably all it is. Yeah. You know, but also is preaching to them and posting sermons and shits. And has like one of the logos of the shirts on Etsy is the logo from the sermon pamphlets. Mm. So... Well, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and if you see one of those stickers, call Cosmo and tell us what happens. Yeah. Uh, I think this is where I go undercover and join the cult, and then I'll come back and let you know what happens. I mean, I can't tell you not to. You're a full-blown adult. You have shelves. Yeah, I'm 22. But, but, you know, we'll see. Mm. So, don't drink the LSD. Yeah, don't drink that. But yeah. do eat the wheat thins. Mm-hmm. Nabisco. Yeah. They're not a sponsor. Should be. Mm-hmm. I eat a fuckload of wheat thins. They need to make gluten-free wheat thins. I would eat gluten-free wheat thins. Yeah, me too. I would eat any kind of wheat thin. I love a wheat thin. So good. Things I miss. <laughs> All right. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.